Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. He was tackled like four different times. Tyler Wallace. Hey, bring these games on. It's just going to make us better in the long run. I appreciate you guys having me, man. I feel like a 10-year-old kid out there. Season hitting the home stretch 14 Sundays down, as we always do, almost always. Some of the happy times. We never show any clips from the locker rooms. Do they even let them in the locker room? I don't think they really do. They don't usually let you film. Unless you're on like hard knocks or something. Yeah, exactly. Or you're a personal something to the team, right? Maybe they let you there. But what's it like in the locker room after a loss? It just got me thinking of that. Oh, it's a little bit like uh, you know, like someone died a little bit. Quiet. Nobody says much. You know, you feel like you're not even supposed to talk loud. Like if you talk loud, it's disrespectful to somebody in the room, right? So it's a little it's a little that way. You know, I think everybody looks at it like, damn, the whole week we kind of worked hard and crap. Now we're, you know, going home as a loser, getting on the bus to get on the plane as a loser. It just kind of kills the vibe. And then the plane's the same way. The plane ride is quiet. You know, you win, you take over a chartered plane, right? It's Kirk Cousins with a shirt off and, you know, being Kirk O'Chains when you win. When you lose, it becomes a normal flight where – you, you have to act accordingly, and you know if you're joking around or being too loud, coaches up in the front of the plane are going to look back, and these guys go, these guys don't take this serious enough, right? So it, it's, it's very quiet for a few days in the NFL world after a loss. That's one of the stories we'll hear from time to time after a team's season ends in the playoffs. If guys were laughing and joking and too happy on the flight home, oh, sure. there are guys on the team that are pissed about that yeah. because our season just ended. Right. Act accordingly. So right. I was just curious about that. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to drag it all down. It's okay. But all we ever see is winners, winners, yeah, winners, winners. Right. There's there's a loser for every winner, and it just shows you the euphoria from winning. I think hints at the exact opposite side of the coin. If you lose, right, right. How you happy you are. Like the Bill You've Parcells avoided thing that. All the yeah. Time, right. I think part of the part of what we see in the locker room yeah. is we've avoided yeah, what the, the alternative disaster. would have been. You're, you're right about that. You're right. We can go home and I don't have to worry about man. Tomorrow I got to watch the film and look in the mirror and look at myself and go, what was I doing? And have the coach get on me and him tell me I didn't play well enough and now I'm going to feel uncomfortable all week. So you're right. I think a part of the win is the joy of avoiding the wrath of yeah. the coaches and the pressure of the situation. So, Unless you play uh, for the Patriots. Well, then, then you feel like you always lost. Yeah, you well, Devin, Devin McCourty <laughs> said that some of these games yesterday, like Bill Belichick would have come into the locker room and said, and, well, everyone's happy. Right. 
if you play, play like if you play this, like that, you're not going to win anymore. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's well. the way. It is. And don't. I mean, it's good to show that side or talk about that side. We're going to get to all happy things. I mean, you already brought the show down a little bit. How? By wearing a Vikings jersey after that performance yesterday. Three goals. That set football back a hundred years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it was a good day. <laughs> I can't believe it's week fourteen, and we still have. Four weeks left, right? I'm still programmed as like a young kid growing up in the 80s of it was 16-week season. And when it hit week 15, you were like, oh, my gosh, the playoffs are coming and there's two more weeks and these are big games. Now you look at the schedule and go, damn, we still got a month of football left here. <laughs> I go back to the days before you oh, were even born right. when you thought in terms of 8-6, and 9-5, and 10-4, and 12-2. Oh, yeah, 14 games. It was 14 games until 1978. It was 16 games from 78 until a couple of years ago, and now we got to process 17. But yeah, we're getting closer and closer weeks, and closer. Yeah. And, yeah, it's week 14, and all the buys are done. Yeah, That's we're the done. Best part. The we buys are over. The final four weeks of the season, everybody plays every week. Three games coming up this Saturday. A yeah. lot, lot of stuff to talk about throughout the week as we do every good week weekend and everything there before oh, everything we great. dive in yeah, good all right we're yeah little... i just want to make sure we went to dinner for us yeah Saturday i night. was so surprised because i'll tell you <laughs> i never mentioned are I, you going i know because never... i didn't want to make you feel bad right. because i know how protective you are your time and it's like that's fine if chris doesn't want to go i don't want to make him feel bad if it's all because i already know Thank like you, when friend. you don't want to go Thank to something you. you carry around enough guilt as it is without people busting your chops yeah, about it. You, you Although, know. if the shoe was on the other foot, you'd have been banging me over the head with it, <laughs> saying, oh, oh, how nice of you to show up. For, oh, are you coming? Oh, sorry, Mr. Big Shot, can't come to dinner. Go, oh, I'm sorry, do you, do, you, do you need to live next door to the restaurant? Does that make it a little easier for yeah, you? that sounds like so, something I was But saying. I was, I was yeah. stunned when you came in. And you had that smile. Oh, yeah. I knew that. That was a good yeah, night. You yep. had that smile. Yep. I had one in me already. Yeah, oh, I, I know, I know. Yeah. And it yeah. lasted a while, too. You had you Saw that smile two hours later. That was great to see your wife. You said at the other end of the table so you could avoid me. That's fine. That though. wasn't, I swear I to you. You had invited me to sit next to you, and it's like, I want to be able to enjoy my dinner without the meat hook coming over and clamping on to me uh, without warning. Oh, so. I know. Yeah, it would have been on you extra that night. Yeah. You know, when I'm feeling good, you're in de- you're really in deep yeah. crap. But, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, good weekend. Uh, it was fun. Good little work dinner on, on uh, Saturday night. We had some good camaraderie. I went to the city and saw... We were doing a lot of this. We were doing Dude, a lot yeah, of Tommy yeah, DeVito. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. give me another Parmesan <laughs> over here. Uh, but the, um, the, the, I went to my Christmas tree walk on, on, on Friday night where I walked, you know, we stay a night in the city, the family. It's kind of our yearly tradition. And then we walk down Fifth Ave, look at the the uh, the windows, the decorations, Christmas decorations, all that. And then we walk to the tree at, at Rockefeller Plaza. That's nice that you do that. Yeah, every were year. your kids all in or were they complaining? They were in. They were wow. in. I had a, I brought my, my daughter's boyfriend. I brought uh. him with us almost as like a de facto babysitter because my two, my son and my daughter act better when my daughter's boyfriend's there, my, my son likes my daughter's boyfriend. And then my daughter treats my son better when the boyfriend's around because she doesn't want to look like some jerk who yeah. treats people like a jerk. Oh, that, but nice it's there, it's right? funny how that works, right? though. Right? Like, we, we will treat each other like crap as a family unit until you inject somebody from the outside <laughs> who like, might think well, hello, these people the are Sims crazy. Yeah. Good to meet you. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing today? <laughs> we act like this all we the time. We were proper here. <laughs> yeah, so that was a good night. Uh, that's good. good. Night. Had some uh, back and forth. You know, I always bring a football. So we have a little catch on the side street where the tree is, and it's it's not too crowded. So you can really, like me and my son, we can air it out a little bit. And it's just amazing how you, you learn how much everybody loves football in the country when you do stuff like that. Because yeah. we had people coming by all night. Hit me, hit me, hit me. And they had no idea who I was. I put a big Giants winter hat on. You know, my son's throwing to people. At one point, he had like five 23 year old girls around him and they were all like throw me the ball throw me the ball and they were having a catch and i was like look at him he's 13 he was a you know just couldn't have been happier these he's gonna start taking that football with him everywhere hey this is a (laughs) this is a chick magnet i need to bring this but uh, a lot of fun got some back and forth with some you know jet fans and told them to be quiet so it was a good night well they had a good day too they deserved a good day it's been a while for the jets all right the cowboys Got the win that they had been searching all season long for. We're going to start there. The Sunday night game, 33-13. to 13 Wow. Over the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Who were 10-1 and one not that long ago. Right. Snap your fingers and you're 10-3. and three. It's just amazing how quickly 
a really extra special season can start to make you nervous. And now they're tied with the 49ers. 49ers have the tiebreaker. 49ers are the one seed. 49ers, by all accounts, look better than them by every measurable eye test, stats, whatever, right, right now. And technically, the Eagles aren't even in charge of their division. But they right are in control of their divi- d- destiny. Well, that's good. So they yes. would end up with the better, whatever they, it is. They whatever tiebreaker. They, okay. they get the conference tiebreaker and will end up with the NFC East crown. They always tell us this time of year, don't say control your own destiny destiny they right. control their playoff path because oh, yeah. our destiny cannot be controlled it's already by predetermined us. it's already predetermined right okay apparently gotcha i don't buy that i i think i don't like to buy destiny. that either right? i'm a firm believer of we control our destiny we control our lives there are things we control you got a fork in the road every now and then you I make decisions like you make decisions the things you do and the things you choose are a hell of a lot more impactful to your life than a gust of wind yeah i think i, I so i'm sorry i'm sorry if it gets me in trouble with anybody <laughs> we control our destiny we control the destiny of this show Although they can pull the plug on us at any time. So, again, <laughs> that, that's a pretty Debatable. strong gust of wind. All right. Um, so, it, it was it was big for the Cowboys. Though. We, we talked last week about how they don't have a signature win. Now yeah. they do. They ran the same formula even more effectively against the Eagles than they had a week and a couple of days earlier against the Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks gave them a scare. Right. It was kind of a wake-up call. I mean, the Cowboys have now won 15 in a row at home. And they just look like... When they play there, yeah. the better team. Right. You get them out of there, it's different. Yeah. The point that Coach Garrett's been making all year. On grass, away from home, different. Turf, AT&T Stadium, unbeatable. And it just shows you the value of being the one seed, the value of being the division winner. And they were saying yesterday, you know, the one seed, depending upon how it all shakes out, yeah. you get three elite teams. Right. The one seed very well might have to play both of them. The two seed yeah, sure. only plays one of them. Right. Because Cowboys and Eagles wouldn't meet as two and three. No. 49ers, Eagles would meet as one and five. Yeah, right. Or Cowboys, 49ers right. would meet if as one and out five. Right, the right yeah. way, right? Unless, unless the Lions lose at home in the wild card round, which is possible. Yeah, right. Happened to the Vikings last right. year as a three seed. Could happen to the Lions as a three seed. Yeah, you seed. get a six and seven. They pull off the upset. Then the 49ers will play the lowest remaining right. seed. So then they'll have them and they'll avoid Dallas. But then would make Philly, Dallas a thing. And then, of course, the winner of that would have to play the winner of the 49ers and whoever they're playing in that lower seed. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. We're coming down the stretch here, and there's no doubt about it. Now, the Dallas still has a lot of meat left on the bone on their schedule. They got some real games. Yes. The Eagles play four teams where you go, they're better than those four teams. They should win those football games. So, you know, the 49ers, I think if you look at it and go, hey, there's Baltimore, and we know that's real. And then the Rams will be a pain in the butt at the end of the year. Will the 49ers be playing for something there, right? Um, but, you know, it, it's uh, I'm with you. Cowboys. I, it felt like they were the better team with the Eagles going into the game, but you wouldn't want to come out and say it because you were like, man, they're playing better football. There's no doubt about that. The Eagles, you know, again, last night, I really think outplayed for the fourth week in a row by their team. They're 2-2 two and two in those games, and there's something to be said about that. But all we needed was that one win from Dallas, just something to measure up and go, wait, can we just see them beat a good team, or can we see them right now while they're hot against one of the better teams in football just to get a little bit measure, better measuring stick and, of course, we we know now you were wrestling yesterday i was with the possibility of changing your pick i don't think i've ever done it i would remember because i just have this thing once you make your i'm the same way i thought you had one time i don't think i ever did did, but whatever if i would do it it would have to be like okay hey go back and change the picks from thursday like i never want to be in a position where anyone can say oh oh yeah you picked the eagles and you picked the cowboys oh yeah you're you're always right uh, you know i i want it to be clear this is my pick and since we make our picks on thursday and they're out there and the videos are out there i never want to change that pick and you know it stinks that we got to make picks for the sunday night game three days early but we make picks for all the sunday games three days early the monday game four days early so that's that we would that's be better but i would we be better if we could wait until game day probably not but at least that's our excuse uh, i like to think we would be a few more days of thinking about it and hearing knowing about the injury, the injury situations those those are huge there's a lot of days on saturday i go damn i wouldn't have picked that team to win on thursday if i knew these two guys were going to be out so that's just you know part of the job but i was i was waffling a little last night because i was just going man philly off a loss right i think so much of philly's players on their team I think they're really across the board 
you know, every bit as talented, if not more talented, than the Dallas Cowboys. I just think they're not playing their best football right now. And the biggest thing with just, I don't mean to hit on Philly before Dallas here, is just Phillies, they're not the same without their two coordinators last year. The defense is not as exotic and well thought out and schematically scary to, to opposing football teams. And that's the same for the offense as well. It's the same. You watch the game, Mike. If we went in, in the other room and watched the film of the game back right now, you'd go, I'd go, look, Mike, here's you know one of their three run plays. This is all they run. These three run plays the whole year. This is all they do. Pass plays. There's not a huge diversity in the Rolodex there either. So that's concerning. And then you got some guys right now in Philly who aren't playing their best. Some of their stars aren't playing their best. And, of course, turning, all, turning the ball over against Dallas. You know you do that in Dallas. You're in deep crap. And they were in deep crap, you know, pretty soon last night 39 rushing yards for Andre Swift only 30 for Hertz 28 for Kenneth Gainwell Boston Scott contributing nine yards so not a lot no in the running game no passing game under 200 yards it was the first time in the Nick Sirianni era that no offensive touchdown was scored their only touchdown was a pretty defensive crazy yeah variety and outscored the past two games by the two best teams in the conference yes that's right right now right. 75 to 32 so that hurts I mean it's got to be hard I feel bad for you Eagles fans you and and I think there's just always been this nagging feeling as they've been winning and winning and winning there's a buzzsaw out there waiting for yeah, them because right. they haven't been dominant like yeah, they were last right. year there's been concern and then you start thinking well yeah. no we've got a charmed life this year we're going to find a way we're going to find a way and you get smacked around two games in a row now they've got to go to Seattle next Sunday they got to turn it around and yeah, they could end up being the five seed. They can end up having to go into Tampa or Atlanta or New Orleans to start this off where there's still a chance. I mean, the way the Lions are playing, who knows? Maybe the yeah. Lions will be the four seed. Well, who the knows? Lions are susceptible to just about anybody yeah. right now with the way their defense is playing and their offense is struggling a little too. So yeah, there's a lot to be you know unpacked or figured out here in the. Uh, so what can the Eagles picture? do to turn it around? What, what what would you tell Nick Sirianni he needs to do down the stretch to win these four games, control their destiny, yeah. and win the division? I, well, I, I think when I look at them, really, you know, I always re- go back to that phrase of like, right, the, the, right now they're a little too reliant on the Jimmys and the Joes, and the X's and O's need to help them out a little bit more, right? Yeah, I think you hear me during games where I just go, look, here's the they defense. They come out. It's cover four. They just show you it. Hey, we're in cover four. Hey, Dak Prescott, you comfortable with that? We're in cover four. Do you want us to come over there and tell you, right? Hey, Mike McCarthy, you're calling plays. We're in cover four, right? There's just there's no element of illusion or anything that makes the offense go, wait, am, am I getting what I think I'm getting here? Or are they going to change it at the last second? It's amazing. More, I, like, why I know. wouldn't you incorporate that? I why know. wouldn't you try to fool the offense? It just gives them something else to process while they're trying to figure out what what they're going to do. Agreed. They have to worry about what you're going to do. If you tell them, if you show them your hand, yeah. and I know it, you still have to execute it, right. but if you show them what you're going to do and you don't change it to something else, you you allow them to kind of get into a rhythm. Exactly and right. get into a and groove. that's what's happening. You're yeah. seeing their defense get torn apart every week right now, right? This defense, those guys they got there, they're in the, the bottom quarter in football and defense in the NFL right now? That's insane. That's insane. They've got, like, studs everywhere. Linebacker's the only position that you wouldn't look at and go, those aren't marquee football players. But, yes, there's, you know, Mike, I think, you know, in my history in the NFL and playing and being around my dad and, you know, I think sometimes when you have a super talented team, at times you have a tendency as a coach to go, hey, we're really good. Let's not mess around. Let's just know where we're supposed to be, know what our rules are, and the talent on the field will take care of itself. And that's cool. And they'll get away with that most weeks. But I don't think they're going to get away with it against the 49ers or the Cowboys or if they have to play the Chiefs again or somebody like that, as we know they just you know skirted by barely. I think that's the issue there, and I think the same thing on the offensive side of the ball. Watch them. you know, Again, next time, Eagles fans, whoever, look at it. One, they're not patient enough with the run game. Two, it's not nearly diverse in the run game. right? You look at Shanahan and what they do, Mike McDaniel tonight on Monday Night Football. They got people going everywhere, people pulling – crack blocks, everything going in their run game. Their all lines aren't as good as Philadelphia's. Philadelphia runs like three run plays. And then 
What do you think? How many times the game do you look at it and go, wait, here's four guys just running straight down the football field. That's in a vertical, a vertical, a vertical. Or now it's a vertical with one guy going underneath. I think it's a little easy for some of these defenses to break the Eagles down right now. And I think you couple that with, hey, Super Bowl last year, the expectations, right? They're getting the best shot from everybody. That's for sure. And then you talk about this stretch of games they've had over the last month, which has been brutal. I think they're worn out a little bit right now. I think it all came to a head a little bit last night. And look, I don't want to be overly critical of Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, but I remember when they hired him, I was like, well, I mean, this isn't. Yeah, no, I think this, people this were, isn't weren't sure. Bill Belichick. Yeah. Right? Right. And when you look at his history, and there was a moment where the opportunity landed in his lap after years with the Bears. He was a quality control coach right. defensively for six years. That's right. a long time to that wait is. for a position coach job. Under and then, Fangio mostly. And there. then he gets the right. position coach job for a couple right. years, becomes the coordinator as part of the year that washed out Matt Nagy right. and was in Seattle last year and then lands in this job after Jonathan Gannon becomes the Cardinals head coach. But that's a problem. That's one of the, that's one of the bills you pay – when you're when successful, you're right. you lose one or both coordinators and you better make a good decision about who's going to replace the guy that goes away. Because when you're an offensive head coach, you are basically throwing the keys to that coordinator and you're entrusting half of your team to somebody who is handling a side of the ball that you you don't even know. I mean, well, that, yeah. it's so weird how that well, works. That That's works. a topic maybe for an offseason show. And he's show, not like, calling the offensive plays, Sirianni. Yeah. So he, he's really kind of doing it both ways, and he's an offensive coach. So I, you know, I don't know what their process is there. Listen, they're extremely successful. We know they're a top organization in football. There's no denying that. But, yeah, for there to be as talented as they are and to look the way they have through the last four weeks, and you know, I'm talking about the Bills and the Chiefs and all of that. Yeah, it's a little bit scary for Philadelphia right now and, and the way they're playing football. And it's not scary for the Cowboys. They continue to rack up wins, and Dak Prescott continues to impress. Yes, he does. Continues to generate MVP buzz and MVP chance. Here's Jerry Jones, owner of the team from after the game, on Prescott hearing MVP, MVP, MVP at AT&T. Well, I thought this was a monumental game for him tonight. Uh, and, uh, everybody that follows the NFL and follows uh, sports uh, knew that uh, he had a lot of expectation uh, as to how he was going to perform and how he was going to meet this challenge. Uh, it was uh, uh, the, all, the ever overhang of, well, did he do it in the right situation? Did he do it with the right competition? And I don't mean to sound condescending. That's fair. Well, he, he did it tonight. He did it in a very efficient way against a, uh, as good as we'll play. And I would say he's become the most valuable player out of our eyes in the last several months. Look, it still comes down to who gets the one seed. And we were having a debate among the PFT writers last night because they are settling into the idea the quarterback, whoever gets the one seed in the NFC, is the NFL's MVP. And don't forget about Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So Tyreek right. Hill or the quarterback of the one seed in the NFC. I right. think that's what it may come down what to. If, what if what if it goes stay status quo and Philadelphia wins out, but Dak Prescott continues to play like this and they end up the number five seed, and he's clearly the number one rated quarterback in football and throws the number like, – I still think there's a chance he could be the five seed and win the MVP that way. Well, right? I think because it's the Cowboys, right. because of all this talk – Because they're tied all to this the push. Eagles, too. I yeah. think that helps them out a little bit. But there's a huge Brock Purdy push. Oh, and look, yeah, I don't want to take be. anything away from him, but yeah. you've got Christian McCaffrey, you got Debo Samuel. Our, our friend Drew McGarry last week was making the argument that Trent Williams is the MVP. And you know what? Think of how that team looked when Trent Williams didn't play. I know Debo didn't play either. But Trent wasn't there either. Well, he's when really Trent Williams good. is there, yeah. it's all different. Yeah, but I'm not going to go that far. I know, but yeah. no, I hear you. no I hear offensive lineman's going to win MVP. But just the idea, they've got a nucleus of great players. Agreed. You take one of them away and it falls apart. And, and then the game is through their run game. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Their thing is running the football. Shanahan, everything he does, everything he sets up with Brock Purdy is all through the run game. Watch out for McCaffrey. Watch out for Trent Williams. Look at this cool play I drew up this week, all that. So I believe McCaffrey deserves to be in that conversation with the Tyree kill. And sure, Purdy's allowed to be in it too. Of course, you can have two on the same team. And then Dak Prescott. But I think Dak Prescott would be the guy that's in my leader house right now. Well, and the thing is, and somebody's going to 
going to text me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Leader. It's, 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 it's a Sims is two that are in my leader. Leader now. house. Leader yeah. house has become a real word here, and <laughs> we're just waiting for Webster's to acknowledge it. The problem is, though, if you get two guys from the 49ers, you're going to split it, votes. It eats it. And it that opens up, right. the door for Dak Prescott. And I, I really do think the fact that because there's going to be people who resist Brock Purdy because it's only a second year. Yeah, Dak sure. Prescott's been around. He's paid his dues. Right. It's human beings voting on this award. Sure. Whether it's right or wrong, right. that's how it works. Wait your turn. It's only your second year. You'll have more chances with this great yeah. team to win it and again. And to your point, more pressure's on Dak. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just yeah. saying that that's human nature. I think more pressure's on Dak. They're, you know, their offense is really good, just like the 49ers. Is it as good as the 49ers? No. Are those weapons as good as the 49ers? No. Is their O-line and their run game as good as the 49ers? No. They've been winning games because of what? Their defense makes plays, and Dak Prescott stands in there, and he throws strikes all over the football field, and that's what we saw. When they opened up the field really after that 49ers loss in Week 5, that's when they changed the football team. It's, it's, it's not necessarily you look at the plays and go, oh, wow, this is like reinventing the wheel, but nonetheless, he is great at standing in the pocket, and if you give him a – spot a little area to throw a 20 yard in cut or a 30 yard seam he's as good as anybody in the game at doing that and he's fearless and doesn't flinch in the pocket and so the game is more the Cowboys game is more driven through him I would say than the 49ers driven through Brock Purdy right that's what I would say there the other reality too as we get toward the end of the season it's like final exams right and Dak Prescott will be performing his on a big stage you're right next Sunday right at the Bills that's right 425 Eastern, huge audience watching the Cowboys and the Bills, rematch of a couple of Super Bowls. Then, rematch of another Super Bowl, Cowboys at the Dolphins. The following Sunday, 325 Eastern, Christmas Eve, everybody's settling in. Oh, man, that's huge. Can you imagine how big that audience is going to be? Christmas Eve, 325 kickoff. Man. Here's Dak Prescott and the the Cowboys at the Dolphins. We, we give, we and then got, it's the Lions the next week after that? Yeah. Right. On, on a Saturday night at wow. seven at 8.15 Eastern wow. on Saturday night. Wow. Also on – also that's an ESPN and ABC game. So okay. th- th- that's that's a big deal. So I guess I got scared for a minute. I, I thought you were going to make it. It was our game. I was no, like, damn, we're going to have to work we're, Saturday night no, that week? We work Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, I know, we but I thought New maybe Year's they Eve. moved it. They do, yeah. yeah Vikings, Packers, New Year's Eve. Yes. So um, anyway. Vikings. Anyway, the uh, – what was I going to say? Oh, back-to-back nights coming up in two weeks. Right. We've got a couple of potential Super Bowl previews. We got Cowboys, Dolphins on Sunday, and Christmas night, Ravens, 49ers. 49ers. Right. Yeah. Right. So both could be be Super Bowl. Certainly. Yeah. And then the Dolphins and the Ravens play each other down the stretch. So we got a lot of good teams playing each other here. Uh, We're going to have a good feel for for who the real elite football teams are. I think we know who the real elite football teams are. And, you know, for my money, right, we sit here right now, you know, week 14 in the books. The 49ers are the best team in football. I think the Cowboys are the second best team in football. Last night cemented that for me. They looked like they had been playing the best football. We just need to see a win against a marquee team to go, okay, wait, yeah, they are of that caliber. My eye is confirming that, or now this confirms that, the score. And what they did to Philadelphia last night, like, again, we, we don't see teams do that to Philadelphia over the last three years. I just squashed their offense. No run game. Jalen Hurts can't even make a play and get going in the pass game. The defense just gets slowly shredded. Like you said, no touchdowns by the offense. Uh, you know, uh, underwhelming by Philadelphia. But credit to Dallas, who had a lot on this game. They wanted to prove to themselves that they could beat this team if they got to play them in the playoffs. They want the division. They're sick of being the, you know, the stepbrother to the Philadelphia Eagles, right? So I think they were the motivated team as far as that was concerned. You know, there was a lot of things, I think, that favored the motivation of Dallas over Philadelphia in this one. Let alone they've been playing better football for the last six to seven weeks anyways, and it all showed on Sunday night. One other item of motivation that applies directly to that play you just saw, A.J. Brown calling Stephon Gilmore old. Wow. Lit a fire Uh for Stephon Gilmore last night. Yeah, he got the strip uh, there, punched it out, and then Dallas is just so fast and so aggressive. And to Jason Garrett's point, on that surface, they're, they're the fastest team in football maybe anyways other than the Miami Dolphins it's probably either one of them and then you get them on that surface yeah they fly around and I don't think we even had a hundred percent Micah Parsons last night because he was dealing with the flu right yep but uh yeah great performance by the Dallas Cowboys and and puts themselves on the map to clearly say we're one of the best teams in football and uh we're a real legit 
can win the Super Bowl type of contender this year. This is the test, though. Yeah. Well, they fall in the trap. Two road right? games right? against great You're teams. You're so great down in Dallas. Right. All of that. Yes. Here they go to Buffalo. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a second. And then they go to Miami, which we'll see tonight. Right. If they can win both of those games, then, uh-oh. You're like, oh, yeah. Split them? Right. Okay. Yeah. Lose both. Right. And then we're back to Gosh, uh-huh, the Cowboys. five seed. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Front runners. Right. Can only win at home. Yeah. Aren't going to be playing at home most likely at all in the postseason. If they're the five seed, the only way to be playing at home is in the conference championship game against the six or the seven. That ain't going to happen. They'll get, get a conference. You know, think of the stakes here. 1995, the last time they made it to the conference championship. This is arguably their best chance to get back. Yeah. But it's up there for sure. But if they blow these next two games yeah. against the Bills and the Dolphins, they're not getting back. Yeah. Yeah. This it is, all comes down to these next two this games. This is as good as it's been, right? 2007, when they got upset by the Giants, and the yes. Giants then went on to beat the Patriots in the divisional round. The Cowboys were the number all one. All because seed. Tony Romo went to Cabo during the bye week. Uh, yeah, that? right, right. It, 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 yeah. The, 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 not, not exactly. That's I know. Right. I know. That was that week. You're right. Yeah. That's that my was, quarterback. That was a big thing that week. Uh, 2016. Right, yeah, would be the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers throw left sideline, one of the greatest throws you'll ever see in football history. You know, awkward throw to this unnatural side, a forty-yard laser, three feet out of bounds, to where only Jared could get the ball. Right, yeah. So I think you're right. It's it's right up there with those here, and they got a legit chance. And uh, that was a big win. That was a statement win last night. And you know, I don't know, Mike. Am I crazy to think this a little bit? Where like. You know, obviously, I've already said the 49ers, the Cowboys are the best teams in football. And then I think, you know, I don't always do this play. Oh, this team played that team and all that. But I look at it, too, and just go, you know, there's a part of me that almost thinks is is Dallas and the 49ers. Are they just a cut above the rest of football altogether? Yes. Right. The 49ers are especially. I mean, but 49ers when at, were one and right. two in my power rankings right. last week, and there was a huge gap between you, one and two. Okay, so you just went 42 at, to 19, and the Eagles are number two. You look at Philly and go, wait, they, they beat Buffalo and Kansas City, and really were outplayed. And then here's Dallas, who just beat the crap out of Philly, and it wasn't even a, a football yeah. game, really. Yeah. Right? That makes me think a little differently, almost, of Buffalo and Kansas City, too, to where you – I think you heard me saying yesterday, I don't know. Is there is there a great team in the AFC? I don't know if there is. I think Baltimore has that potential, but you know they've kind of fallen in a rut here of like a little bit of a, a, a valley here, and hopefully they can get back peaking again. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where this all goes. I mean, they had an exciting game yesterday. Should it have been that exciting? Should it have been overtime against the Rams? Yeah, Probably that's what I'm saying. If you're, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. if you're a great they were team. If you're a great team. underwhelming on Sunday against home. the Chargers, remember, right? Yeah. I mean, before the bye. And you get the Rams in the rain where they're going to be fish out of water. I would and think still, so. And yeah. you still let them score that many yeah. points. So I agree with yeah, you. you. There isn't a team that jumps off the page in the right. AFC, and they're all jockeying. Right. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And that leads us to the game of the afternoon, Uh Bills Chiefs. The Bills with that extra time and that the way that the games have played out while they were off. By default last week, they've yeah. jumped three spots in the power rankings. Right. The other teams at or around 500 are stumbling, and it's like, hey, you know what? There's an opportunity here for the Bills. And then that Sean McDermott reporting from Tyler Dunn, even though it was, by all appearances, dead on balls accurate, the fact is that 
it gave the Bills a natural, organic rallying point. We saw it at the very top of the show. We've got your back. Sean McDermott kind of stumbled into yeah. this this glow where they're they're working toward the goal of helping him and making him look good. Yeah, they go into Arrowhead. Yeah, maybe they use the third straight regular thing. season game and in Arrowhead, and they right? win. Right? I mean, they, we, we kind of said last week we both picked the Bills. We knew they weren't going to be scared of going into Arrowhead and and dealing with the crowd there or, or enamored with oh no, it's. Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift's in the building. We're in trouble. They don't give a damn, that's for sure. You know, and, and really controlled the game early on in the football game, right? They were up 14 nothing. They were kind of driving, and you were going, oh, my gosh. I mean, are they about to go up three scores on Kansas City? And Josh Allen throws a, a bad interception. The ones where we go, gosh, why do he do that? Come on, Josh Allen, you're better than that. And that kind of ignited the Chiefs and made it a football game, and it, it was real exciting, and it was a defensive struggle, really, for the majority of the second half. You know, Chris, for the second straight Sunday, we saw a team weather that storm where it used to be inevitable. Right. It used to be it's yeah. coming, the right. 18 to 2 run by the great basketball team and then right. you're just done. Yep. Up 14 nothing the Bills were and we're going to find that we're going to find that gear. Yeah. We're going to score 28. Right. And it was and it and it started and then the Bills the Bills just turned it around on them. I mean, just like the Packers did when it felt like the Chiefs were going to come back, beat the Packers, the Packers stepped on them. And that's the biggest problem I think the Chiefs have now. The magic isn't gone. Yeah. They just they're they, offense like can't grasping teams. for it. They right. can't they yeah. can't right. will their way back to the team that they've been. I, I, I agreed. I think there's frustration there. I think that's part of the reason we heard them kind of pop off yes. last night. Right? You know, hey, listen, you think about they they've lost five games. I look at it and go, you know, one of them is a game where you feel like, okay, they were beat. They were beat by the Denver Broncos in Denver. There's no excuses. There's nothing that can be said. You look at their other losses, right? You go, oh, the Detroit Lions game. Well, they, they could have won that game, probably should have won that game if they could catch the football, right? You got the Eagles game where they catch the football. They win the game. Marquez Valdez-Scaling post route down the middle touchdown, right? Green Bay Packers get screwed over by the, the refs, and they were professional. And then, of course, they felt they lose another heartbreaker last night, and the refs played a role in it. And, you know, it's like it set a time bomb off. I've never seen Mahomes act that way. I've never really seen Andy Reid kind of talk that way, uh, you know, after a football game. Yeah, we're going to hear from – we've got to set this up first yeah. for anybody that might have missed it. Yeah. A play on the final drive by the Chiefs that, that prompted – we were in here yeah. doing – Football Night in America, and I think we were in break when it happened. Yep, right. But got a it was huge one of those screen over here. Natural, holy yeah, shit yeah, moments, right? right? Or you ever right. think everybody said that? Yeah. The pass to Travis Kelsey throws it back across the field. Whether he intended to or not, a little homage to the late Frank Wycheck, who passed away yesterday. Condolences to him, his family, and the Titans. But throwing that ball across like Frank Wycheck once did in the Music City Miracle, and in goes Kadarius Tony for the touchdown. You see that flag. I always hate when I see that flag on there because, like, is it going to take away the play? And there it is, offside. The blue line's deceptive here. I don't understand. It's like some kind of parallax view optical illusion. Can we go back to the other image? The the receiver up top is on the ball. Yeah. Even though he's not on the blue line, right. he's on the ball. The blue line's an unofficial down marker. But it created this sense of it was close. It uh, really wasn't not close. close. Not close. Kadarius Tony was clearly over the ball. He didn't check with the officials to make sure he was in the right spot. We see that all the That's time. That's right. You got turn point. And they'll, do, they'll put their That's hand. That's when you get your warning the... or they tell you to yeah. push back just a little bit. That's it. He didn't do that. If you watch this play a hundred times, he never looks outside to the line judge and goes, am I good? He's clearly offsides. The picture, like you said, doesn't do it justice. The ball is behind the blue line significantly. If you're looking for the ball right now, the reason you can't see it is it's because it's behind Kadarius Tony's head. That's how offsides he is. And the receiver at the top is lined up on the ball. He's on the line of scrimmage. He's an X receiver lined up. Now, there's You two- know what makes it look worse, too? Right. Look at the tackles. Well, the tackle. They're doing that crap exactly again where they right. line up in the backfield. Exactly right. A little ridiculous there. But both tackles. Now, what I would like to do, 
I don't think this play is called like this. I don't think this is an intent. intent. I want to. Can we show this? Because I've been all week. I know they have plays like this, but if we could show this play again, and and guys, I might ask you to slow down and rewind it. You say Kelsey did a little ad lib. I here? think so. But if you watch, because I watched this replay a few times last night, if you guys let it play and get to the point where Kelsey starts to throw it to Tony, Tony runs an out route over here. Right? Look at Tony in the bottom of the screen right now. First off, watch this. He's going to look down. Look at him. He's looking down right now at his jersey. Did you see him? Yeah. He, that's not a guy that was going, wait, the lateral's coming. This is a setup play. This is something we've seen Kelsey do in the past where he's played so much football and he's so calm in the chaos that he can see guys and just goes, wait, they're all converging on me. I see my guy over there. He's behind me. I'm going to throw it to him. I'm a great athlete. That takes some nerve to throw it to Chubbs, When you're too. dating Travis Kelsey, I mean, tra- <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. You got guts. Yeah. That's what you do. You got but, some nerve. But, but yeah, but, I mean, you called him Chubbs after the first game of the season. Chubbs Tony, right. The wooden hand right, from Happy Gilmore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, all in the hips. It's all in the but, hips. But, but, yeah, I mean, he, he could have dropped that. Uh, it no could have been a disaster, no although doubt. it ultimately was a disaster because right. the whole thing was nullified because Chubbs was lined up offside. It wasn't even have, close. Yeah, it, it, and and that's what made the reaction to I think to so, it. too. Because here's what happened. Yeah. We're we're in here trying to do a show, and the game's overlapping into the show, and we know nobody's watching football night. Yeah, we're all we're going, well, Bills nobody's Chiefs. watching. Because we're all us. trying we're to all watch Bill's Chiefs while we're doing the damn show. <laughs> but, but at the same time, people still do watch. We're just having some fun. Um, but as the game ends, 4th yeah. and 15, right. Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. He's hit while he's throwing it. The ball lands between a couple of guys, <laughs> and he's very upset after that. Yeah. And it's like, what's he upset about? What's he upset about? I started trying to get in touch with people like what was he upset about after that like did something happen on that play did he think there was interference did he think he he got rough like what what's he upset about and the team said no he was still upset about the offside call that's what he was upset about and you see him ripping off the helmet you see him like being restrained on the sideline we've never seen him like that never never and it was all because of the offside penalty on Kadarius Tony there he is there he is. Yeah, he he's he won. and then that isn't just hold me back, hold me back. No, he's literally legit. trying to get through. No doubt. He's trying to get to the official because he believes win was taken away from the Kansas City Chiefs by a call that he's never seen before. Yeah, it's this rare. Doesn't happen. It's a rare call. It's a rare call. But it's not rare this year. And that's where I think there's gotta be some context to this situation. You know, I know he says after the game that, you know, he's played seven years and he's never saw that called and, and all of that. And, you know, I'm, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think the world of him. He is the man. I love him. I think he's wrong on this one. This has been a point of emphasis this year by the NFL because of the tush push, right? Defense has started to complain. You're letting the offensive line line up in the neutral zone. That's helping them with the tush push. That was the first calling. That was the first issue. And there was a lot of thing, complaints from defensive coaches and head coaches going, hey, you're letting the offense invade the neutral zone, and you're letting the defense not even get close to the neutral zone. You're calling them offsides all the time. So that's where it started. We've had a number called, a number of those called this year. There was one called in the game last night. Landon Dickerson was called as a left guard. Same thing. Ball, hand, too far into the neutral zone. Offsides, they called it. It's been a point of emphasis the whole season. And could Tony, you know, that's one where, you know, like we said, it's on him to check to the ref there a little bit and see if I'm on, let alone you see the ball and you know you're close, just back up a little bit. And I'm not suggesting that this was Patrick Mahomes' obligation, but he is in a position where he could have looked to 19 and realized, you know, this guy has made a few mistakes, a few yeah, yeah. mental errors I from time you. to time, doesn't right. quite have the awareness. Right. He would not have a 99 awareness rating Definitely on Madden. Not. And he could have noticed maybe he's a little too close. Yeah. And he could have, he could have Let me watch this guy. He could have, he could have just done this. Every, just every now and then and he steps a quarterback, back. you got a guy that you got to babysit a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, hey, this guy's a player, but I just got to make sure, you know, he knows where to line up and he knows exactly what we're doing here. And Tony, and, you know, to your point, that's what Devin McCourty said. Devin McCourty was just like, I mean, how many times has he got to mess up, you know, before they take him out in these situations? They want him to be their Tyreek Hill. I they know. want to turn he's, that 
that peanuts right. bargain basement deal. Right. They think they stole him from the Giants. He is a and playmaker. With his talent, they don't have that, and they right. keep trying to will him into a number one receiver. Yeah, I know, and it's it's, it's burned them a few times this year, as we know. And I know he's got great talent, and maybe it does happen. I hope it does happen. They need it to happen. That's why they got to stick with him. Because as you saw last night, again, offense is an issue in Kansas City. It's going to continue to be an issue, and they couldn't run the ball, and they're just not you know, diverse with weapons and as good on the offensive side of the ball, a little bit like we talked about with the Eagles and no Eric Bieniemy, they don't do as much on the offensive side of the ball last year. Mahomes is not playing his best. He's, he's been, you know, a little down for his standards. And, yeah, I don't think the offense has the same creativity as it did with Bieniemy. let alone I know Bieniemy was kind of the enforcer there, the bad guy within that locker room that got everybody going, wait, I got to be better. I got to play him with more detail. That's what he did there. Uh, but, you know, we saw a gutsy Bills, Bills effort. I do want to give credit for them, and we got to talk about them a little bit here before we move on. Kadarius Tony is that guy in every workplace in America who can do the hard part of the job right. effortlessly right. and screws up on the stuff that anyone can Yeah, do. you're like, and damn, it drives you don't crazy. have your key card to get yeah. in the building? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? You know? Like, you can write code and, and figure it all out on the computer, but we don't, you never have your key card. You don't know how to park your car. Like, what no. the hell? He is. He is that guy. He is. And, uh, you know, the passing game, plays in the passing game, continue to be an issue for the Kansas City Chiefs. Very few plays, as I say weekly on my podcast, where Mahomes drops back, takes a five-step drop, and throws the ball in rhythm. Like a, you know, like a surgical offense does, right? And that's what bothers me about their offense. Too much right now is him floating around and, oh, let me wait for somebody to come open. And because I think they're struggling and they're not getting as many big plays, I think it's also affecting him and not taking what's there at times too. And he's trying to maybe force the issue of big plays on himself a little bit. Are, are you, are you, I don't have my key card guy. Are you that guy? Never, never, never. Like I'm literally like the guy that, you know, puts keys and money in the same pocket and I have my key card in the same area and like I have a little process with everything I do so I'm not that guy now I, the, the hard things might be hard for me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep mine in the, in the same pocket in my bag because I only need it two days a week yeah but it's like yeah. I've never yeah I'm, you're like me that way we're lefties yeah. we have that neurotic part of our brain where we're like on top of that but uh yeah let's let's hit the neurotic it, no I want us to we yeah. got we got to play the sound oh speaking that's of right. neurotic Sorry. or whatever it is oh, that motivated right. Patrick Mahomes and yet. Andy Reid damn and this is, and I like this because, you know, a lot of people are criticizing them for this because they're acting like babies. That's the excuse. I just like it that it's a human moment. I, I From, hear you. you know, people who everything has come so easy for them. And I don't take any pleasure in the fact that they're struggling, but they are struggling and they're dealing with it like the rest of us would. You just get to a point where you lose your shit a little sure. bit, even when you shouldn't. Because right. they're wrong. Right. That's the thing. Before we play this, yeah. listen to Patrick Mahomes, listen to Andy Reid, but the bottom line is they're wrong. It was a penalty, yeah. but this is the emotion that I think gets directed at it because they feel like nothing that they do is working this year. Here they are. I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just... To take away greatness like that, I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, and who knows if we win, but as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game, and that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez, and so, I mean, I, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes, but, I mean, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something. It's the call, man, just in that moment, I mean, it's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game and for it to to happen on a flag change outcome of a game um, in that moment. I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense all sides called. I mean, that's the, we that's elementary school. We we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and and it doesn't get called. And if it does, you, they warn you. And there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's, it's tough, man. It, it, I mean, it's lost for words, man. It's just it's tough because regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, the end with another game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for the, for the NFL and for football. Normally, uh, if if it's even close, um, you get you get a warning. Uh, the head coach gets a warning. I mean, that normally, so I don't know. I didn't have a protractor out there, but um, it's a bit embarrassing. I've been in the league 
a long time, and uh, I haven't had one like that. So, not where, not where, at least for that kind of a position there, that it, it's not uh, given a heads up to. I wonder how they feel this morning when they see their words and they realize that when they see the highlights a little and they go, damn, he was at least like a foot, maybe more on that offsides. I mean, Patrick Mahomes talked about it's elementary school. Yeah. You check to see where you are. Yes. Your player needed to check to see where he was. It is elementary school. We see him do it in high school. Right. It's one of the first things the receiver does when he lines up wide. He looks and checks and they do the thing with the hand and they help you out. Tony. Tony had no doubts. Yeah, Tony was Never Tony was looked. locked he in, was focused on the ball yeah. and, and the play itself. You're right, and and I don't understand Coach Reed. All due respect, they give you a warning if it's even close. Well, it wasn't close. I mean, they they have no obligation to save you from blatantly violating the rule. If you're blatantly violating the rule, right. you blatantly violate That's the rule. Right. And the last thing I'll say too, Chris, the idea that all oh, this flag takes away a great play, I've never yet heard an official turn on the speaker and say there is no foul on the play, the outcome was too damn awesome. Yeah, right. The, the flag was in the air before the ball yeah, was, was in the immediate. air. It was immediate. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it was like, oh, whoa, well, well, they scored. Uh, I should have called that. Let me throw the flag now. It was it was immediate by the the, ju- the line judge on the bottom of the screen where Kadarius Tony was lined up. I think it's just frustration from Kansas City. Kansas City's usually – you know, first off, everybody gets mad at the team who wins all the time when they complain about something, right? I mean, everybody used to call the Patriots babies and be like, well, yeah, they're babies. You're just, you're a baby because you're sick of them winning and they're allowed to complain. Same thing for the Chiefs, right? And they're going through a tough time. They're frustrated right now. The Chiefs have lost three out of four. They've lost four out of six, right? That doesn't happen often with the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, the last time it happened, they went on to win the Super Bowl in 2019. But you know, I, I think it's, it all comes to an end. And I will say this for Patrick Mahomes, right? Again, I don't know how much they actually got to see that play and got to look at it. I bet you when they got at home, they realized it's a little more egregious than they thought maybe on the football field. I will agree with them, though, that there's too many points this year where we're talking about referees at the end yeah. of the football game. Right, he's not wrong about t- that, he's but right. that's not, this is not the but time to But he's co-opting the point. Exactly. He's Agreed. twisting the point uh, yes. to cover up the fact that it's their fault. Yes, Yes. And it's very easy yeah. to say, oh, well, it's the officials again. We're talking about the officials. We're talking about the officials. You're talking about the officials. The officials did their jobs. They're not supposed to just allow chaos to reign. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons that people could say, well, why do they care about this technicality? Look at what we see before any given snap. You've got guys jerking around and pointing in this. You're supposed to be set. Yeah. You've got the tackles lined up in the backfield, as we said earlier. So they do tolerate a lot of stuff, they all do. in the name of boosting offense. Right. That, it's, it's odd that they would be sticklers for this yeah. because it doesn't boost offense. It does the opposite. But when he's clearly offside, he's clearly offside. What are you supposed to do? And yeah. as you said, it's something they've been paying attention to this year. It all flows from the tush push, the brotherly shove the possibility that guys on the offensive line are going to be offside. So they watch it. And, you know, I, there's games almost every week where I see a defensive lineman who keeps lining up in the neutral zone and they don't call it. So right. it's not perfect. Yeah. But when you see that, it's not as bad. There was a Thanksgiving night game several years ago where Alshon Jeffrey, when he was playing for the Bears, it was Bears-Packers. It was like cartoonishly offside by two yards. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that, but right. it was still – the blue line makes it deceptive. He was clearly offside. And we'll see what Andy Reid says about it today. Andy Reid will get fined. For what he said, I don't think Patrick Mahomes will, because for players, usually they require you to say something that calls into question the integrity of the officials. Like when Deontay Johnson, the Steelers said it a few weeks back, right. they got paid right. well today. He got fined twenty five thousand dollars. Right? Yeah, this is just yeah, this is just bad call. Yeah. This isn't right. This isn't well. Somebody got a check yeah. today right. to call that, right. and I think that's they usually now they might not. They might decide we've had enough. You know, we're dealing with enough crap than being criticized when the call's right. Yeah. You know, we we we're, we get it all the time when the calls are wrong, and they're wrong all the time. We, we don't want you talking like this when the call's right. You need to hold your tongue. No. And you need to go talk to number 19. Don't talk to us. Go yeah. talk to number 19. Yeah, that, I, think, I think that's right. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, this is the big talking point, this play. We know it was awesome. You know, I think Mahomes' answer tells you that it wasn't a real play, that it was Kelsey making a play, yeah. right? He kind of let, it, let yeah. you know right there. So it wasn't designed that way. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, yeah, we're going to talk about that play, but we got to give the Bills some credit. Go ahead. Right? The Bills battled, right? 
I mean, the the Chiefs de- offensively, I mean, it was work for them to score 17 points. Now, it was work for Buffalo to score 20 points. They came out of they came out hot and moving the ball and Josh Allen made some magical plays like he always did does, right? Throws a touchdown pass to Cook on the first drive, really took a play that this is what Kansas City made this play famous with Kareem Hunt. Right, and they take James Cook, who has become kind of the number one weapon for the Bills' offense ever since Joe Brady took over. Then you got Josh Allen here. Like, are you kidding me? Here is this Derrick Henry? Is, is this Emmett Smith? Is that you know Earl Campbell? The Tyler Rose? Just, I mean, what he carrying seven people in the end zone on the quarterback power play? He's phenomenal. He really is. And again, there's too much on Josh Allen, but you know the way the Bills rallied together, gritty win right there. And the fact that they're using James Cook is, is interesting to me so much in the passing game. Joe Brady comes from Sean Payton, right? We know Sean Payton was throwing to Alvin Kamara with Drew Brees 900 times a game. This is part of the definitely part of you know his little wrinkle on the offense, and it should be because James Cook is one of the few guys on their team that can do above what the play is drawn up to do on the football field. So good by that. Their defense had a good showing. I still worry about the same things I worry about with Buffalo. Kansas City plays man-to-man almost every play of every game. I mean, it's, it's up there. I, the receivers for Buffalo could not get open against Stephon Kansas Diggs City. too. was non-existent. They couldn't – every replay they showed, you went, they're on lockdown. Like, nobody's open, right? So where they found it is, wait, they're going to play man-to-man. The linebacker's going to be man-to-man on James Cook, and we like that matchup, and we know he can do that. And, uh, yeah, good win, big-time plays. How about the Josh Allen falling out of bounds throw to – that That was like – that's a play of the day that's going to be forgotten about because of the play at right. the end of the football right. game. But falling out of bounds, fading away backwards. Here it is. Great, great job, Courtney and Kristen, coming up in the clutch right here. Running to the left. Oh, no, I got to buy time. And then. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's falling out of bounds. And he goes, oh, wait, he's about to come open. Let me flick it up there to Latavius Murray. He makes a great play. He fumbles, gets lucky that it gets knocked out of bounds. But, I mean, come on. There's Mahomes and Allen are the only two people that do this type of stuff right there. Uh, awesome play by Josh Allen and way to go Buffalo. That was a big play because it just at least flipped field position. It ended up in no points, but when Buffalo did punt, they pinned Kansas City back in their own area. Before we break there, let's hear from Josh Allen talking about the importance of getting the win after a rough week that was punctuated by the story from Tyler Dunn about Sean McDermott, right. the 9-11 reference that was made at the team meeting four years ago and all the stuff that they dealt with in the aftermath of that. Here's Allen talking about how important the win was. Obviously, this week wasn't wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for for Coach McDermott. Um, you can you can question a lot of things about coaching style. You can question a lot of things about my decision making. You can question a lot of things about this team. But to question his character and who he is as a man, that's there's no. You know, he's one of the better humans on this planet. Um, how he carries himself, and you know, we saw it for what it is. Um, we're just trying to focus on and winning each each week, one one game at a time. You never know where that natural organic thing that you can use as a chip on your shoulder or rallying cry is going to come from. They're always looking for anything to take something phony, the Michael Jordan, just make it up and eventually convince yourself. Yeah, right. Tom Brady, nobody's, everybody's against us. What? We're all picking either one the Super Bowl. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) But but when so when it happens for real, it makes it so much more potent. And they're going to need it. They've got the Cowboys this week. We got him on Peacock December twenty third, that weekend before Christmas. Yeah, against the Chargers at the Chargers. Right, and I feel you know I thought they were done, and now I feel like they got a real chance to right? get in. And they're the team we've yeah, been saying this. Right, if they get in, Whoa. none of those teams in the AFC are going to want to play them. No, and and I think when you talk about like, hey, is there a great team in the AFC right now? And you go, oh no, you got to deal with McDermott and Josh Allen coming to town. That's not going to be fun. And I think, yeah, between Cleveland quarterback situation, Pittsburgh, and that shitty offense we're watching on a weekly basis, and, and then the Colts, right? You look at it and go, those are the bottom three teams in the AFC playoff picture right now. And it feels like Buffalo's better than Pittsburgh and Indy. 
It feels like that, right? I don't want to say that about Cleveland because of that defense and they're so special that I'm not going to just throw that out there. But, yeah, it's wide open. The way it's shook out between injuries and a few losses to where Buffalo is squarely in this thing and who says they can't beat Miami in Miami in a, in a, reg, a playoff game? Right. They go down there. They're used to that. They can do that, and they beat them handily this year already. Or in Baltimore or right. in Kansas exactly City. Right, and. I think that they potentially will be more dangerous as a team nothing to that lose. has nothing to lose. I hear you, Mike. They've been so you. tight the past few right. years. There's been this we're expectation. We're supposed to win the Super Bowl. That's right. We're right. supposed to win it all. We're right. supposed to win it all. We're the favorite. Last year, we're the favorite. Why are we the favorite? The Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. Make them the favorite. Don't yeah. put that on us. Right. Don't put that pressure on us. Josh Allen, the MVP favorite. Bill's the Super Bowl favorite. This year, they didn't have that, but there was still that sense, hey, you better get it done this year or else. And now it's kind of like we've weathered that. We accept that that's where we're headed. Oh, wait, maybe we're headed in a different direction. And I just feel like they can they, – and they've got the talent. You combine the talent with the circumstance, and they could get to the Super uh, – not to the Super Bowl, they could get to the playoffs yeah. and could make things interesting. And maybe, who knows, maybe this is the weird roundabout way they end up getting there. Well, you know, there's a wise man once said, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hey, <laughs> he called for Bills 49ers every freaking year in the 90s. I, I think every year of the right. decade, and he, right. maybe he gets it this year. Yeah. All right, uh, we take a break. When we return, the Ravens with the walk-off win in the rain against the Rams. More PFT Live right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.